What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned in to Season 6, Episode 11 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Uh, not much. Just here on this uh, beautiful day. Well, it's not so beautiful. It's raining outside. However, you know, the rain does <laughs> kind of come in and cleanses and washes away all this craziness, hopefully. So, yeah, uh, scrubbing the COVID away. Huh? Yep, yep. But I'm, I'm pretty good, folks. I'm pretty good. And our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Just hunkered down like usual, man. So so I did go out yesterday. I went to Costco and had to deal with uh, all that business. Uh, went to GameStop for the first time, which I tweeted about. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, this whole uh, curbside pickup, it feels like I'm buying drugs. It feels like I'm giving the call. <laughs> Okay. okay, buddy. Uh, I, I hope I bring, you're using I bring, a burner. The, I bring the cast to the to the door, and I uh, sit there and wait, <laughs> and they come back out with the bag with the goods, and I walk back out, and yeah, I got my stuff. So hopefully you're using a burner phone when you place those orders. We don't want to trace. <laughs> I, I actually did the Best Buy curbside pickup too, and that was just uh, it's like, you know, all these cars, random people walking up to the front, not knowing that they're only curbside pickup, you know, mm-hmm. uh, people lining up instead of staying in their cars if need be, you know. Uh, some guy beside me sitting there arguing with some like manager about some sort of return he's trying to do. It's like, dude, man, it's like it's, everything's going off. Like, and he's talking about like, oh, you didn't refund me my money, and it's like this hick basically going off and didn't understand that he used like certificates on his purchase and all this other crap. And I'm sitting <laughs> shaking my head. It's, it's the middle of a damn pandemic, and you're sitting there arguing about a return. It's like, come on, man. No, the thing that that got me was was that that thing at um at a uh, GameStop when the guy was like when you're telling me that I guess people don't seem to be able to understand um social distancing, I guess. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like standing way far away from the front door. They were servicing one other guy and he was getting his goods. <laughs> and then some other yoki doke came up and just like lined up like about maybe about two feet behind the guy that was being assisted. So it's like I was standing at least 10 feet away, 10, 15 feet. So, but he, he, it's like, like I'm standing here for no reason. I'm just hanging out in front of the, in front of the GameStop. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't waiting for this guy to get done with his transaction or anything, so mm. <laughs> I just let the guy go ahead. So yeah, sometimes you just gotta let them go and just get out of there. Ugh. Yeah, I just and then had had some other random guy. Go, I just wanted to get Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> it's like not even making a web and store order or anything like that. I feel bad because they're like taking credit cards at the door and they wanted to grab my uh, Power Up Rewards card. I said no, just to do my phone number. <laughs> it's like my Power Up Rewards card's not linked up anymore. Uh, I had like an Elite Pro card or something. So, uh, but uh, I don't want them. I don't want to give them anything. I don't want to hand them any cash. I don't want to take anything back. I just want to be as safe as humanly possible. So, 
Mm, yeah, just only thing I grabbed from them was a receipt. I didn't even pick up anything. I pre-ordered Persona, but I didn't know they were going to be open again uh, since mm-hmm. they decided to <laughs> reopen all their stores, and much to the chagrin of uh, uh, some mandates or whatnot. But uh, uh, just went ahead and moved my pre-order over to Ghost of Shishima. So. Mm-hmm. Even grabbing a receipt, I'm all like leery. It's like, okay, let me, uh, you know, pick this up very gingerly. It's not the plague, bro. It's not I just know. standard, standard I hygienic know, I know, procedures. I know, I know. I, you know, every you time I go gonna, somewhere. You ain't going to breathe something. something you ain't going to touch a receipt and automatically become, become. I have, my know. hands are going to burn, but no. I'm just being, <laughs> yeah, it's, burn. it's. <laughs> Sorry, it's 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 serious. I'm not saying it's not, but it ain't the plague. Yeah, we'll get through this. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. So, alrighty. (laughs) So after uh, buying drugs, one-on-one lesson there. uh, (laughs) We're going to move into the first topic on the docket, which is going to be our playlist. So, Des, why don't you kick things off for us? What you been playing, man? Well, I have been playing... Uh, what have I been playing? Um, mostly uh, Division 2 uh, with Joe. Um, that's been fun. Uh, we, we got into the... What is it, Joe? What is it called? We got to the 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 world the world tiers and so world tier one. Yeah. So started- yeah, uh, the, the Black Tusk has come in and basically... Uh, 86 the whole entire map they've gone in and uh, taken over all the points and we have to do all the content again at yeah. a higher difficulty so so it's it's been interesting um, it's now basically turned into a rehash of um, oh, Destiny because it's all about armor score not about um, um, anything else so you gotta try to get up to 300 armor score and then um, which makes it a little bit more interesting, honestly, because you're now it's all about builds and pluses and minuses and stuff like that. So, um, so it really is kind of like starting over. So I really am just kind of like, okay, well, I'm just going to uh, get rid of all my old stuff that doesn't really meet that requirement and move and move on. It's like all the stuff that you had prior, uh, pre-game or pre till the end. Um, it's kind of void right now, which is fine, you know. Um, and then it's going in and, and, and redoing and fighting Black Tusk again and all this other stuff. So um, it's been fun. I think for me, uh, which is different from Joe, is I really enjoy playing with other people uh, that game. So playing it solo is kind of like me. Uh, but Joe can definitely play it solo. <laughs> you know, he loves that game. And and uh, oh. so I, I enjoy playing it with him with our friend uh gerald ocon so gerald so i like playing it with with them because it just makes it uh it just makes it much more enjoyable and i think that we we really complement each other with our squads and so you know learning the sub the the new special specialty classes and all that other stuff is is very interesting and then seeing how to um do that has seeing how to like the nuances and everything uh has been fun although i really wish they explained it a little bit better but uh, yeah, but I 
at this point, it's it's not it's not bad. So I've been enjoying my my time with it, and I know that Joe's going to expand upon it uh, when it comes to his his you know his playlist. Um, another game that I've been playing is Final Fantasy XIV. I'm really enjoying that game. Um, just be, I mean, just honestly, just just playing through. It, it's one of those games, and I hate to say this, you can really just kind of put on and turn your turn your brain off and just kind of like because a lot of this a lot of the mechanics are are rotation based so once you get into a groove you can just kind of run through and, and and kill stuff and and they really make it easier for you to um level up fast uh, to get to the end game so so that makes it fun um so so yeah um that's another game that i've been playing um i put animal crossing down for a while i was playing it uh, a lot and i was just like okay well i'm just gonna have to put this game down and um i've been playing um so too other... addictive or uh, no. how no it's just it, it's not that it's too addictive it's just it's just that you know i was playing it uh a lot and i was checking in and then i realizing was i, I don't know they, it, it just got kind of boring you know, more so because I was kind of doing the same things and you meet the same people, you know, and you go and you do the same, you, you kind of go and do the same things. And I was just like, you know, I need a little bit more, um, structure, uh, of, of what I want to do. You know, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's very hard to explain. It's like, you really kind of have to make that game what you want it to be. And, and I need, a, I need a game that kind of has like a much more of a, of a narrative, you know? So I've, that's kind of why some of the, um, the, the kind of life sim games don't really do anything for me because, you know, I need a little bit more, you know, um, uh, with it. So, so, uh, I'll probably end up trying to get again a little bit like, you know, a little bit later. And, you know, I know there's like an Easter thing going on right now. So, so again, that's just my take on it. I know, I know animal crossing is loved by millions and, you know, I can see why, but, um, I'm just trying to move it on to something else. Um, I got a whole bunch of games that I pre-ordered um, from PlayAsia without, that came in on uh, came in th- Friday. Came in Friday, uh, this past Friday. So it was really cool. I got um, uh, Gigantic Army, which is a cool little side-scrolling shoot-em-up, which is fun. Uh, a little difficult, but fun nonetheless. Uh, it's kind of like um, one of those... It's like Contra with, um, with giant with giant mechs. So it's not the one that, that, that you saw. Um, the other one that I showed you, Joe, it's, it's a different one, but gotcha. it's definitely, um, an interesting game, uh, to say the least, uh, side scrolling, running around with the mech and you get little upgrades and stuff and you change your guns and, and your, and your special attack. And so you're always fighting these gigantic bosses and stuff. So it's pretty fun. Uh, also got the collector's edition for La Mulana one and two, which Joe calls the, the, um, was it the dark souls the, of puzzle dark, platformers yeah the dark souls of, of platform platformers and i have to tell you getting the timing down on that game is really hard um i played played the first one i've not played the second one it's both games on one cart which is fantastic um it came with like a soundtrack and an art book and and a puzzle for some reason i don't know but but i'm a sucker for these kind of um i'm really becoming a a nintendo switch collector um which is fine, you know. I don't mind it either, either way. But it's been very fun uh, to play these, uh, to play these games and, and kind of get them. So, and the second game I got, which is my, I'm I'm going back into um, the Atelier uh, Riza game. Sorry, Atelier games. And so I got the uh, the Dusk trilogy, 
uh, Atelier Dust Trilogy Deluxe Pack. I got I got a physical copy of it. So it's three games on the cart. Atelier, sorry, uh, Atelier, uh, Aisha, uh, Alchemist of Dust, Atelier, Isha, and Logi, and Atelier, uh, Shaylee, DX. And so it's got everything on it. So it's got everything on it. Um, all the DLC content, everything. So I'm like super excited to play it. The last, the last uh, Atelier game that I played was Atelier Riser, which was like one of the first games to come out uh, back on the PS2. Riser? You mean Iris? You mean? Sorry, Iris. The, yeah, the the one that came out on the uh, the PS2. So it's been uh, a long time, but I've really enjoyed the games. I like the game loop of creating stuff and and going out and doing your thing. You know, so. So I'm excited, and it's it's a trilogy. So we'll see how how it goes. Um, I haven't played it yet, but it's one that I'm really looking forward to diving into. So um, that's pretty much all the games that I have been playing. Um, I can't think of anything else um, that's really kind of floated my boat. Um, a lot of it is pretty much status quo. By by that I mean just games that I that I normally play and enjoy. So, uh, Kev, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing Monster Hunter uh, as per usual. Um, I'm kind. I, well, I, I'm kind of at one of those crossroads because I'm I'm well into the I'm well into the end game uh, meta now, and I'm kind of to the point where it's like I'm almost like okay, I've had enough. I my goal was to get at least strong enough to be able to fight uh the uh raging brachios and the and the and the furious rajong um i i don't really much care i know the safi the safi raid is is supposed to be pretty cool i'm i'm not much on raids uh in any of these the games and service uh titles so i i that was kind of sort of like my goal but uh, man, I I can't even beat the the the, the ruinous Nergigante. He is just like he is just he's just like uh, making making me his prison bunk mate. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's, it's 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 not good. So um, I did some research, and it's like, oh, I see what you need to do to put him out. You need a fully augmented weapon which i do not have i have partially augmented i have several partially augmented weapons which are really good for you know running the regular mission solo if i have to but for ruiner you need something with uh, a little bit more uh a little bit more punch so i'm my main weapon is the bow and i also use the charge the charge blade so I was like, well, maybe I can, because like I had just opened the uh, access to the to the regular Rajong, so I'm like, well, let me try and let me try and take and take and take on the regular Rajong. Yeah, that didn't work either because Rajong is one of these one of those. I think these new monsters uh, were were created for those who have fully augmented weapons and or gear. Which I do, which I I don't. None of my gear is augmented. I'm, uh, I probably should do that, but um, I I'm focusing mostly on my on my DPS, so I'm trying to get my weapons fully augmented. But 
yeah, you kind of need augmented weapons for, uh, for to for him at least at least if you're going at him solo, and with uh, Capcom servers just like crapping out on me left and right whenever I uh, start a start an uh, put up an SOS flare, either that or Comcast itself crapping out. <laughs> I haven't had much luck. Um, during this past week in, in accomplishing that. So I did this some more research and it's like if I decide to do it, I, I I know that I unlocked another section of the guided lands and that was why I thought it I thought it was linked to me beating the uh, the ruiner near Gigante, but it's actually connected to opening up the Rajong uh the Rajong fight. Because you fight him in the guided lands in a place that you didn't have access to, so now that I have, I can actually have access to, it, even though I haven't finished the the actual mission, I can go back into the guided lands and get those resources and hopefully uh, 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 do those uh, or or fight those monsters that are. Uh, that spawn in that section of the guided lands that I didn't have access to. So hopefully I'll be able to get build, uh, get my it, my fully uh, augmented weapons that way. Um, again, it's it's I'm kind of at that point now where it's like uh, it's like do I really want to con- continue on to 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 do that? Um, because I mean, it's not like I don't enjoy the game, but when you're when you're trying to make headway, and you know you think you've got you've got the gear that you need, and it's like, oh no, you really don't. I mean, if if you were in a group in a party, it probably it was it would be doable. But like I played uh, the first time I fought the Ruiner, uh, I was with my my nephew. He was playing with me, and he's like. His hunter rank is like a hundred. His master rank, rather, is like a hundred and thirty, hundred forty, something Damn. like that. And because he he rolls with it, he's got a group. They they went in and they just they just they just demolished the Iceborne uh, uh, end game as a group. And Ruiner was 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 wrecking both our shops uh, when we were trying to fight him. So when we op- we opened it up and got a third person in. Uh, and he jacked <laughs> he jacked all three of us up, and he's got uh, my nephew's got um, I don't know if he's got fully I think he yeah I think his bow gun he's got a couple of bow uh, heavy bow guns that are fully augmented, and um, it's just like his ruiner just comes in and just he's properly names he he will ruin your day, <laughs> so. So I, but I've looked up, I've looked up some meta sets for for Ruiner, and um, while I can't, I can't get the exact bow because you have to beat Rajong to build it, and I don't have, I don't have the. I don't have the uh, ability. I mean, I it probably could do it with the because he's weak to ice. Um, and my ice bow is partially augmented, but I'm not quite used to his movements and his uh, his attacks yet. So I, I, he's kind of mopping the floor with me. I think he'll he's he's a he's a a monster that I can I could I could 
I'll put it this way. I'll probably have a better chance of beating him solo than Ruiner solo. <laughs> That's kind of like the way I the way I feel about it right now. But um, so I'm kind of not, you know, what, thinking about whether or not where I'm going to go ahead and pursue it. I probably will. I don't know if I'm just going to be hitting it quite as hard as I have been. But other than that, it's been um, some more Horizon Zero Dawn. I've made some some substantial headway in that uh fought the uh i don't know what i don't know what you call it it's like this giant zoid hawk that's what i call it I mean, it's it's he, he ruined my day he kind of ruined my day because i thought i actually had to fight him but it, at least in the section that i was that where i was you just had to uh, destroy these things that was attracting him to this spot because you were trying to help out this other tribe uh, from being attacked by these, uh, what they call them, glint hawks. So he's like this giant glint hawk with. It looks like a Zoid, basically. If you remember them, Tony, them Tommy, uh, wind up toys that you put together back from back in the day. I think they still make them uh, in Japan anyway. Um, that's what he looks. Little glint hawk looks like. It, it's it's that game is just phenomenal. Um, so I played some more of that. Um, I had kind of wanted to um, get. I, I've been wanting to get back into my fighting games, um, and so I probably will wind up doing that. Probably starting tomorrow. Um, I'm just going to make a make a make a determined effort to do that because I've got this. I got this uh, uh, Kanwa Dragon arcade stick that I I didn't pay full price for it, but I, I paid a I paid a nice sum of money. I got I got a bunch of arcade sticks here, and I and I don't play any fighting games. It's like I, I see these arcade sticks, I see these games, I buy the games, and then I they just sit around and I don't play them. So <clears throat> I want to start getting uh, I want to start getting back into getting back into the fighting thing. Um, I while talking to my um, my youngest nephew, well, he's helping me with Ruiner. We were talking about what our plans were for um for evo because uh, i wanted to take uh my 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 uh little nephew well technically my great nephew his 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 eldest child his son to evo to let him compete in smash in smash brothers because he's really good um but i'm not even if even if evo doesn't cancel. I can't remember if they said if they said it's being canceled or not. I I really don't. I really wouldn't feel um, too positive in going, even if they decide to hold it. Um, and he kind of feels the same. It, it, it's it's like we're depending based on what based on what every uh, you know the, the health organizations say. I I don't know. I I'm kind of feel that it probably should be canceled. Um, but you know, we'll see, but I think even if it's not, he's not too keen on him heading out to Las Vegas, you know, all these were this, this world's one of the world's biggest fighting game conventions, you know, and, and having him go out there and I agree a hundred percent with him. So it's probably going to be on the shelf till next year. So unfortunately, but. 
but yeah, so that's kind of what's on what's on the uh, on the on the on the on the grill for the future in my gaming. But other than that, it's just been Monster Hunter and some uh, and some uh, Horizon Zero Dawn for the most part. So with that, hey Trader Joe, why don't you tell the folks what you've been playing, bro? <laughs> I laugh. I laugh. Um, I only been playing this division two. Uh, it's <laughs> rinse and repeat on there. I think this is yeah. the third week. Yeah, I saw uh, that on the episode uh, going. I yeah. saw that on the on the on the outline, and I was just like, ah, oh, he's just it's just that. <laughs> so it was just kind of funny. Yeah, it's just been that. Yeah, I I mean to sign on play other stuff. I have uh, Star Wars. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order just sitting here. I got extra time because the library being closed, <laughs> and uh, you know, um, I'm still not playing it. Uh, I'm basically every time I sign on, I just want to like run some dailies, uh, see what's up with my weeklies, uh, take a look at the map, uh, waiting for uh, if you guys want to tackle you and Gerald in in Udaz, of course. Hey, hey <laughs> the, Kev, uh, main, Kev, doesn't this sound st- a lot like Destiny? Yeah. <laughs> Saying dailies and weeklies. I mean, yes, yes. And right yep. now, I'm. Uh, they opened the Kenley College. I didn't know what Kenley College was. I kept getting a notification uh, that there was a chopper ready to take me to see as far as what this is. And basically, it's more of an open area. It's like a open world area, and you're doing um, kind of a little investigation on there. And so they have like one as far as being like the um, like the rec hall, the other one's the library, and then the other one's like the metro area on there. And what I'm trying to do is get those completed because I guess uh, once you wind up uh, beating all three of the separate areas at Kenley College, you are able to get the uh, Diamondback Exotic. Uh, I think it's a shotgun on there, but it's an exotic weapon on there. It's a rifle, an exotic rifle on there. So that's what I've been working on in the game as well. But um, World Tier uh, 1 right now, um, max level as far as 300, as far as my gear, um, getting some exotics dropped on there um i'm just looking to maybe get the world tier two and like i stated previously once it gets to be uh something i'm not enjoying if it's too much of a grind i'm just dive right into warlords in new york expansion take it from there so but uh i i don't feel no shame i mean pretty much i'm, I'm like a hog and you know what i'm a hog and shit and i'm sitting there just going oh, more division oh, oh, oh. I'm like in, enjoying it quite a bit. So I, I think after the um, black test came in and the armor score came in, the weapon score came in, it actually became more addicting even <laughs> from the regular game. It's just because um, I'm I'm seeing a lot more things open up in the game. Uh, I know the enemies are, at, especially the black tusk and they're running augments. They're using like some of the same types of stuff like drones and, um, as far as uh, what do you call those other things, uh, Des? The uh, ones who you slap on on a desk and it's a uh, shooting. I'm trying trying to think. I can't. Uh, my my mind is oh, the uh, assault turrets. <clears throat> the turrets, yeah. So yeah. so the the enemies are using a lot of the same stuff against 
you know, me as the player, us as the players, uh, they even have robots. Uh, they have this damn one drone uh, ship that comes in, and it's a big pain in the ass, but it's just it, it kind of heightened the back and forth a little bit for me. And, and as I appreciate because what the game's doing is giving me more tools to fight against their um, elevated uh, weaponry, elevated, you know, mastery, that kind of thing. So it just uh, adds a little bit more of a not such so plain Jane quote unquote so <laughs> but uh, yeah I'll be hopefully next episode talking about more stuff other than Division 2 but uh, I'm definitely enjoying my time with it so I have bought Persona 5 Royal I have bought other games so um, Resident Evil 3 uh, yesterday so uh, it's not like I don't have stuff to play I do but <laughs> <laughs> Just like Kev said, you know, it's like, you know, you buy all the stuff and you wind up uh, going with your comfort food. And so uh, that's how it is for me right now. So, yeah, yeah, it is where I think we're, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I think that's why um, I ha- I made a decision <clears throat> back when I was done with Destiny 2 that I, I only got room for one gas game one games of the service game you know and right now that's going to be monster hunter if if something else comes along that i like better than that i'll, I'll switch to that because it's like the amount of time it the the the, the time requirement uh is it, the time sink is just too much for more than one of these type of games at least at least for me I agree because I got some other stuff that I want to play and you know and I barely touch one or two other games a week when I'm still you know running through trying to kill all these all these oversized lizards so um, <clears throat> I just had I, I, for me for 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 me it's just going to be one and whatever one that is is just going to be the one I'm going to be playing amidst you know whatever else I got in my rotation I can't do more than one so, well, uh, thank you for sharing for sharing your games list there, Joe. So our next topic on the docket is going to be our news. So, Trader Joe, why don't you let folks know what's been shaking and baking in the gaming industry of late? Okay. Uh, first off, uh, Phil Spencer, our f- favorite executive from Xbox, says gone on to the Unlock podcast on IGN and so there's a lot of news this week from him and from that interview with uh, Ryan McCaffrey on there and so uh, just wanted to throw a couple of those topics within that podcast uh, because uh, you know, it's kind of interesting about games that uh, you know been in the Xbox's past if need be so uh, on Podcast Unlock um, Ryan McCaffrey asks Phil Spencer what dormant intellectual property you would personally like to see brought back almost instantly the head of xbox said mech referring to mech assault you said mech that's easy mech from a right standpoint it's a little bit messy since there are some other people working on games but when i think about mech assault and the ip that jordan created with fasa like crimson skies Shadowrun, mech and anymore it just it's really deep and really rich stories and characters to go play in i think it would be really cool at some point if we could do something with mech on there so so that was commented by phil on there i think uh, a lot of us i know kev you in the past on this show and other shows that you've been on 
as talk about mech assault as being like you know hey you know it's like they're, they're leaving this thing to dry like this is like a long lost classic and so um i've never you know i've never played it i don't know if you've ever played it des or not mech assault or mech assault 2 i the xbox think i might have played the second one uh briefly like real briefly i it it, it i'm picturing the box of just like this <clears throat> close-up of a mech cockpit cockpit looking out at you but um it's like a at? dude. It's a guy's face. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's a dude's face. The pilot. You're thinking the, probably the yeah. first one. It's got a Mad Cat's on the on the cover. Yeah, I think that's the one that I might have seen. But um, I hey, um, I'm I'm a fan of mechs, and I love being able to um, change out their parts and stuff, and, and change the way the mech looks. I've always thought that was a great um, aesthetic. Uh, mechs, the way mechs look, and how you can change what they look like and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, um, I, I would definitely play a new one if they were to, you know, bring it out and be like, okay, this is what it looks like. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, Kev, why don't you go a little bit more in the detail about Mech Assault? I wasn't, you know, as far as your love for the series. So, well, well, for, for, for most people, they're, the reason they got in uh, for multiplayer, got an Xbox for multiplayer games, is it was like what Halo Two. I think that was the first one that had online multiplayer. Uh, for me, it was Mech Assault, uh, the first one. the The online multiplayer for that game was just really addicting. Um, they the team kind of dropped the ball in Mech Assault Two because your mech your mech selections were were limited to what. Um, to what uh, 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 what map you were on. So certain maps had access to certain mechs. And so like if you wanted to use if you want to use like an atlas on whatever that whatever map you were on, if that was your main your main uh, avatar and you were on a map that did not uh, uh, allow for that, you couldn't use it. And then there was this other thing that you could do where you were like a pilot, if I'm remembering correctly, you could run from one mech to another, get out of it. And it, 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 I think the the idea was good. And yeah, it was war zone. It was like this continuing war going on, whether you were online or off. And I think it was it was well-intentioned, but it was just kind of disjointed in some ways. It was really hard to... And that was before parties, so you know when you jump into one of those war zones, it was just usually just a whole bunch of people that were just goofing off in the public, in the public, uh, uh, in the public, uh, uh, what do you call it, hub. And it's like sometimes it would take an hour just to get a match started, and it wasn't because you know the game was slow to load or anything. It was because people were just goofing off, and at least the people I always wound up jumping in with. So I was just like, eh, you know. I played the second one for the story because the story was pretty cool. But um, yeah, the Mech Assault would be one of those games that I would I would consider buying a Series X for. Yeah, it, it. I mean, I. Mech Assault, you know, Ninja Gaiden, uh, Crimson Skies, uh, uh, you know, their Panzer Panzer Dragoon. Uh, uh, oh, I can't remember what the subtitle of that one that was on the original Xbox was at the moment, but. What Panzer uh, Dragoon Order? Order, yeah, 
Orta, those were those were the titles that pulled me into pulled me into Xbox, the original one. And you know, if they could, if they bring back some of those titles, I know it, it, it's it's kind of dumb, um, at least for me, when when they're bringing everything to PC, it's like, well, dude, why don't you just t- take that that Series X money and and upgrade your and upgrade your computer, which I which I've made the decision I am going to do. Um, but it, it it would be one of those it would be one of those games that is like you know yeah i remember the i remember the fun i had i was in an online it, you really couldn't call it a guild it was just we were we had like a message board uh someone started uh, uh shout out to fedex who started that on the first uh the first mech assault game uh that i joined and we would just go in and just do you know random online matches um it's it's just a really fun multiplayer game, and it's not fast and quick like you know like a dude running around with a gun. You're in these lumbering, multi-ton hunks of steel, and it does require some a certain amount of strategy, uh, double teaming your opponents, uh, particularly if you're not in a, if you're not in a mech that has a lot of armor. So, going two on one on an opponent is is what you kind of sort of need to do and strategize for at least in the first two so it was like it's just like a whole lot of fun you know so hopefully you know if they brought back that what was what was that that other game that that phil liked the uh, phantom dust phantom dust no oh, that's a game right there <laughs> hopefully they do this do a mecha sold a hell of a lot more justice than phantom dust well, but uh, you know, I'll if, soon... oh, go ahead, Kev. Yeah, but, uh, but if if uh, Uncle Phil wants it done, you know, uh, it it would definitely bring it would definitely get my attention. I'll say that. And one thing I wasn't aware of looking at Mech Assault and the history of it is that the developers of the uh, game uh, was called Day One Studios, and they got bought out by Wargaming, and basically was uh, founded as Wargaming Chicago. On there and wargaming. If you didn't know, they're the creator of uh, World World of Tanks on there. And so, basically, the people that did Mech Warrior are now making basically doing World of Tanks. So, if, I don't know if you ever played World of Tanks, Kev, but uh, that's what they're. That has no on. interest to, <laughs> to me <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other you games give, they've give done. Me a walking tank. We'll talk. Tanks on treads rolling around. Eh. <laughs> yeah, they did Mech Assault One and Two. Uh, they did Fear Three. Uh, they also did Fracture. If you remember that one from LucasArts, it came out that had all that like crazy ass procedural, like uh, like uh, terraforming with the um, playfield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember yeah. that game. That yeah, was actually so kind they, of fun. Yeah, they did that game. They worked on Fear Three, and then basically. Um, got bought out so that's what, what their history is so you know, i don't know if they would get back involved or put throw it to a new developer but hopefully they'll t- take a look at that and treat it properly and of course like the redheaded stepchild of the prior or you know soon to be prior generation uh, phil spencer was asked about scalebound on there so um, you know, there was rumors off and on that Scalebound would be coming back of some sort <laughs> on there. So, and uh, when he was asked, he stated uh, 
Yeah, it's a tough one because I have a ton of respect for Platinum uh, and the team. I feel no ill will when we talk to those guys. There's no animosity between the teams. We try to go, uh, try to go do something, and it didn't work. I regret that we were as public about what we tried to do. I mean, you and I talked about this before. We did some learning around Fable Legends. I did some learning around Scalebound about being public about things before I knew we had a real believable plan and something I felt in my hands and that we knew was going to be there. Uh, we just didn't get there with Scalebound and with the team. And so I say that across both teams between that and Fable Legends. So. And so I think uh, what you hear, at least when you hear the teams us talk about, is that we love some of the ideas we were trying to do. Uh, we wanted to ship a great game to our customers every time we start a game. That's our end goal. Uh, so, of course, we're uh, going to be a little upset that we weren't able to deliver our goals on that title. We are not working on it. I am not at Platinum today. But I'm almost positive they're not working on it. <laughs> It's something we've all moved past, and it's not a moment that I see as a high point for me in my roles, having to cancel a game that we had talked about for years. But yeah, for the people out there who are kind of thinking that maybe there's something still in the works, there's not. So that's that's his statement about that. If you don't remember Scalebound, Scalebound was, you know, basically Devil May Cry-esque game from Platinum with the, the uh, protagonists uh, with headphones on. I don't know. I forgot what you used to call the protagonist, Kev, but <laughs> do you uh, have a little nickname for him? Or I probably did, but he's just like a broke-ass Dante. <laughs> broke-ass you know, with, Dante. With, uh, <laughs> with beats on. With yeah. beats by Dre on his, on his, on his head. It, it, that, that, you know, that whole game just did, just seemed like after seeing Final Fantasy 15, that that's what it looked like. It looked like Final Fantasy 15 with giant with with big old dragons. And I mean, not saying that that couldn't have been something good, but it had loud. The, the frame rates were bad. the The combat was just the enemies that you fought, other than the 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 big, you know, lumbering dragons just really did looks like they were ripped straight out of Final Fantasy 15. Those uh, foot soldier dudes, I can't remember what they called them right, right now, but looked just like them. Um, there was a lot of work that would have needed to be done. I think the work could have been done to make it a great game. Uh, but for whatever reason, you know, didn't work out. You know, I kind of think there might have been too many, uh, too many uh, Western thumbs in the pie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just my opinion. <laughs> but, but you know, you know, they they both 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 groups have moved on. You know, Platinum's moved on to do uh, bigger and better things. They got some really impressive products getting ready to you know dropping is in the future that I'm personally excited about and. You know, if Uncle Phil can can get can get a Mech Assault uh, ready for uh, or at some point in time uh, for this for the Series X, um, that would be most that would be impressive. You know, might actually get me to buy the console. I don't know. All right, good deal. All right, next news story I'd like to mention that there's been some delays, but it's kind of interesting what the delays um, are for on there. So both. Uh, Sony announced uh, that both The Last of Us Part 2 and Iron Man VR have been delayed indefinitely. 
on there. They've been pushed back as the result of the coronavirus pandemic. It's been a little bit over a month um, before these titles were supposed to release in May. It's been revealed that both games have now been delayed indefinitely. Uh, as a result of each delay uh, comes regarding the COVID pandemic on there. And basically, uh, Sony and Naughty Dog commented um, stating that logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve. And uh, if you read between the lines on that, basically, it's a point that uh, they're not able to get the game manufactured in enough quantity for them to be able to release the game physically throughout the world on there at the point in time of the release date is pretty much the um, thing with Last of Us 2. I'm not sure about Iron Man VR because there wasn't as much focus on that, but um, it's just the point right now that, uh, you know, we get these physical games. Obviously, they have to be manufactured, and as far as everything going on, even the Final Fantasy uh, VII remake has been having some issues because they made announcements that they're not going to be able to get all the copies out. In fact, they released copies out early in both Australia and in Europe for Final Fantasy uh, VII on there, and they're trying to get as much physicality and get the information out there and get the, these games manufactured and, and put out. So it's just that that's what's causing the issue right now. It's not a point that uh, they need further uh, time to work on the game. Uh, and then Naughty Dog commented saying that they're still squashing bugs, but this is something that they wouldn't uh, have not been able to release the game normally on its date if this happened, you know, if the COVID wasn't going on, if need be so. So we'll have to see how it's going to push further games out. I know Minecraft Dungeons um, got pushed back to May. Wasteland 3 from uh, Xbox got pushed back to August on there. Um, you know, with all these teams working remotely now, there might be some further delays because of those reasons while they get all the logistics kind of knocked out. But uh you know, it gives me more time personally to play Last of Us uh, 1 on there to be able to take a look at that. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but, you know, I, th I think in the end, I mean, you know, these games will come out eventually. It's it's understandable. So, yeah. you know, I, you know, I think, you know, also, too, that, you know, just comes kind of shows you that. Uh, these companies still rely on, uh, you know, obviously manufacturing these physical editions of this game. I can only imagine if they decided to just go to digital only in the future because of reasons like this. But, uh, you know, I know a lot of gamers would be up in arms, too, about that. So I would hate that. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't be thrilled about it. I like my physical media. You know, and, you know, this thing is this this disease is is affecting every industry globally. So yeah. there's no reason to think that it it would not affect the gaming industry as well. You know, people, uh, you know, there is it's this is this is a new normal. A big part of, of getting past the new normal would be for people to start acting like they have some sense. Um, you know, but until we can do that collectively, <laughs> you know, so this stuff is just going to, is just going to push itself further and further out, you know, but, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, I respect the decision 
because you, if this is your this is your one well it's one of two in my in in my estimation this and Ghost of Tsushima these are your swan swan songs for the current gen right and you want to make these launches as successful as possible particularly with the last of us too because how because the number of people that were excited about it uh, the first the first game was phenomenal i played that completed it uh second game looks to looks to even amp things up even more the last thing you want to do whether it's because of uh of a disease or or whatever is stagger a, a lo- the launch release for a game like this so I get it. They want to make this as uniform as possible, given the current conditions that we're in. So, you know, just wait. Just wait, and when the game, when when the logistics fall into place, the game's going to release. So, in the meantime, everybody's got a backlog. You know it. Uh, whether it releases June, July, August, September, I mean, once it comes out, it will come out. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like it's not the end of the world for sure on that. So, and if they want to make sure that everyone has access to it physically, um, that's their prerogative on there. I know they could have decided just to release it and just let people deal with the fact that they had 500,000 pre orders or something that they can, you know, um, produce those 500,000 pre-orders or whatever allocation that they had from their retailers. I mean, you know, I've seen it before in gaming, gaming past. I mean, I remember I'm going through like, you know, trying to find double dragon for the NES and super Mario brothers too, you know? So it's like, I remember those days too. So Mm -hmm. back, back when we weren't so connected (laughs) about everything. So, uh, I found double dragon in a, um, in a target, stashed behind multiple copies of I forget what game it was but it, someone had hit it in the back so it's like someone had planned to get it yeah I hate when they do that someone had planned to get it mm. but either didn't have enough money or, or, or what have you uh, yeah that's how I found Double that's how I found Double Dragon you don't do back that stuff in the day when you Joe <laughs> well, you don't, you no do I anymore. do not okay I remember no. when you used to just kidding. I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Just messing with you. <laughs> Folks, oh, that, that was listen. back in the day when they used to put video games on like racks, kind of like Hot Wheels cars, and they would just yeah. sit out there for people to grab and take to the counter. Yeah. Much more trusting back then. Much more trusting back then. Yeah. Yeah. No, everything wasn't behind uh counter back in the mm-hmm. day, unfortunately. So you're able to actually pick up the box, look at the box, put the box back. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I remember those days too. You'd be staring at the back of the box for a couple of minutes at least. Mm-hmm. Well, back in the day, man, they used to, you know, have numerous setups you can go play in person too. But yeah, demos. Uh, yep. All right. Next news story on the docket: uh, rumors. So we're going to comment on a rumor right now. Right now, there's a rumor's been circulating that Nintendo is going to be bringing back a lot of Super Mario, Super Mario's most popular 3D adventures to celebrate the 35th anniversary of Mario on there. So 
Um, basically, the rumor right now is that they are going to put Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy on one cartridge for the Switch, fully remastered, and released later in 2020. It's also stated that they are also working on a new Paper Mario game for the Switch uh, that will be coming out on there um hopefully that this doesn't mean that the super mario galaxy 2 might be left out in the cold uh, hopefully they put this on the cart as well but we'll have to see but uh, this is a rumor confirmed by a couple of sources and so i would be very happy if this happened i don't know what your guys's take on it if they were remade i you know I would be a little bit more excited for that, but remaster. I don't. I don't know. I mean, Mario sixty four. Great. Of, uh, I never played it. Oh, but I cool. keep. I keep hearing from people that say it was a fantastic three D platformer, but it yes. didn't age well. <laughs> it, it didn't age well, at least in my opinion. At least in my opinion. I um, I played so. the DS version of Super Mario 64, and I still, um, when that game came out, that game was so revolutionary because of the fact of the whole you know 3D space and mm-hmm. with the Nintendo 64 um, analog controller and whatnot. I'm not a big fan of the N64 from back in the day, but Super Mario 64 uh, was something where I just continuously played on there and i'm a big fan of super mario sunshine i think it's like the redheaded stepchild of the mario series on there but i really enjoyed the flood unit and it was fantastic yeah yeah i felt it had that one either and i had a game you paul put the crap out of that game just watching him play that game he loved that game yeah that game was cool i just love the water mechanics in that game and the whole jetpack aspect of it and uh, my shame is I have not played Galaxy at all. I have not played Galaxy or Galaxy 2. So Well, neither have I. I played actually. the first one. I own them. They're like literally like <laughs> they're in the next room over here. So I have both Galaxy and Galaxy 2. So I don't have to wait for a remaster. All I have to do is grab and throw them on my Wii U and see <laughs> if I really wanted to play them. So, you know, maybe that's something I'll talk about next week <laughs> in what I've been playing. Yeah, but. Uh, also, too, they are um, going to be finally releasing Super Mario 3D World for the Switch, according to this rumor, as well with uh, new levels and you know, obviously a, a special edition. That's the one that was out on the Wii U on there. That uh, game was fun. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to be purchasing that or not. Uh, it just depends on the extra content on that. So, but we'll have to see. Any of this guys excite you though, as far as Paper Mario or Super Mario 3D World? Yeah, I I enjoyed. I've played all of them, and I would love to get a better version of it. Um, are they Are they ever going to remake the first, like the like that that super old one by Square that was made? Do you remember? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, the Super Mario RPG. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the one that I would love to play because. That was that, that. That's the one that I would like to play, you know, because it's just so old school and just so, you know, I don't know. Something about that that game I think would would really uh, would really um, I don't know. I think it would really um, 
um, I'm trying to say, I just think people would really be like super into that. Like, I, I just think people would be like, yes, this is the game. Like, this is this is what I want to play. I don't know. I just maybe I'm being, yeah, you know, I like it about it, but I, I think it would be fantastic. Like, I, I think I think seeing that um, seeing a remake of that. And I know they're probably never going to have it because it was a joint thing they did with Square, but yeah, if they were able to just remake that game and put that on the Switch. I would, I would, that game would sell like hotcakes. And I think that's always one of the things that that was missing. Is I get it, Mario is a platformer. You know, it's it's a puzzle platformer. That's that that's at the core of what Mario is. However, the RPGs that came out for that came out for him. I think we're just some of the best RPGs ever. Like all of the, all of the uh, uh, Mario and Luigi RPGs that came out for the um, for the handheld, the handhelds. Those were fantastic games, all of them, and I've played them all, and they were all really, really good. Like if they were able to 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 up-res those and put that out on a collection for the Switch, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Seriously, mm-hmm. I would buy them all in a heartbeat. That trilogy, I think there was actually four games, but but the the first three. It's fantastic. So any anytime you have a Mario RPG type of game, I'm going to be interested in it. Like, I'm going to be interested in it. I'm going to want to play it. Yeah, there was five Mario and Luigi games. There, on there. See, there you go. I mean, like, if, if, seriously, if they were to do if they were to do um, a collection, I know you, I know they can probably put all of them onto one cart. I mean, come on. Those games can't be that like taxing. You know, they, they can't have that much memory, you know, put all oh. of them on and release it as like a box set or something, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Seriously. I'm not sure if, if they would do it because of the fact that they were re-released a couple of them for 3DS recently. So, I don't uh, care. Superstars. <laughs> I know. But you, actually, you could go to your local GameStop, give them a call, and they could bring it in a brown paper bag right now and bring you those 3DS remakes. Uh, Superstar Saga and Bowser's Inside Story were both re-released. In yeah. fact, Bowser's Inside Story came out last year. So. Yeah, and then, you know what? That's great and all, but but I love my 3DS. I still have it. I'm looking at it right now on my shelf but that's where it's been since the switch came out and especially since gotcha. the switch light came out i'm sorry like i know they're saying that that's not a dead <laughs> console but y'all over here lying to folks but whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> i'm not gonna say I, nothing i hear you mine's still in my room i still play it in fact i play probably play it more than the switch so <laughs> i play my switch more than i play the other than i play the other one now it's just this is where it's at now. I, I can't I, I I I just can't um I can't front. It's just I really enjoy my Switch Lite. Like I really gotcha. enjoy that game. That system. I really enjoy that system. Well hopefully um they'll add Super Mario RPG to the um Switch Online the SNES back catalog. You know, maybe that will be like a console or like a consolation prize if need be. So yeah, if they but. if they were to put that on, I would play it. Point blank. So all right, next news story. Uh, we're talking about fighting games. As Kevin mentioned earlier, uh, Arc System Works have announced that they have canceled their entire Arc World Tour 2020 in, in its entirety due to the coronavirus concerns. Damn. 
on there. So, yeah, so basically that for future events, starting with Arc World 2021, uh, we'll decide based on global conditions as the uh, news develops with the coronavirus on there. So, so they canceled um, the Arc Revo in Japan 2020. It was scheduled for uh, July 18th, 2020. Uh, they canceled the Arc World Tour finals were supposed to occur at the end of the year. Of course, so and obviously this was also supposed to be part of Evo uh, 2020, which uh, uh, hasn't been canceled yet. But I'm um, like we talked about in a couple podcasts before, prior. Um, I don't think uh, <laughs> it's going to happen, really. So yeah, uh, let's see. So it, it should it, it it they should just they should just let this just get it over with and say hey, it's not happening. Yeah, they should, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's still on the docket. They haven't canceled the last time we see, but that's supposed to occur uh, in the July, beginning of August in Las Vegas. So, you know, I think with the um, ARC 2020 tournament being canceled, it's like, it's like I know ARC had a couple of games included, including Grand Blue Fantasy versus in Under Night and Birth. Um, along with uh, what uh, I think Blaze Blue also as well. But uh, we'll have to see what happens with these tournaments on that. So uh, another game I'd like to mention, uh, this is something that Kevin, you tweeted out this week on there. There was a game announced called Mortal Shell on there. So, so if you haven't had a chance to take a look at the trailer, it looks pretty damn cool. It's basically a uh, kind of an action RPG, kind of with some Souls-like elements on there. And this is being developed by a small team of 15 people on there, um, and it's being uh, developed by uh, I'm trying to see the name of the company here, but. Uh, um, I like the trailer. I I, did you uh, take a look at the trailer, Kev, when you sent this out on Twitter? And- yeah, I did, um, and it it looked pretty good. Um, the combat is what really kind of uh, drew me in. It was, looks like it's very it's very brutal, and I like yeah. that. So um, so yeah, uh, fifteen people. Um, you know, I, I, I guess you know. Hey, you can never don't underestimate these passion projects, folks. I mean, you know, you know, just because it's small doesn't look like doesn't mean it's going to be bleeding edge. This is, you know, when you have people that are dedicated, you know, to 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 their craft or what they want to do. You know, you can you can get games like this. I mean, that has a triple A look to it. I can't say feel because I haven't played it yet, but it's it's got a triple A look to it. And you know, um, I was really impressed by what I saw. It's like yeah. that 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 character. I'm assuming it's the one that you control. It's like he's like literally seems to like literally be a shell. You know, and like a- it like a like a like a. I don't know, like a. It's just, it's just weird. And I, I watched it. I, I really, I really dug what I was seeing. So. Yeah, uh, the developer is called Cold Symmetry. Is the name of the developer, and uh, 
Basically, the whole premise of the game you play is a humanoid vessel exploring a rotten world inhabited by monsters and men gone mad. Your ultimate goal is to track down hidden sanctums of devout followers and harvest the sacred glands on there. To defeat the uh, enemies that stand in your way, you need to inhabit the mortal shells of past warriors and gain their abilities. Uh, these shells are kind of like classes on there, but they're highly specialized. Uh, obviously, taking a look at the game, um, it's kind of been based on the tr ruthless traditions of the Souls-like genre. On their combat centers around dodging and parrying attacks, and like Sekiro, it even has a counter system complete with a red marker on there. And then from there, uh, 40 RPG elements, uh, you could strengthen your bond with each shell to upgrade your abilities and weapons. And the path forward is uh, supposedly non-linear. We'll have to see on there. As far as uh, Cold Symmetry, uh, they do have some background with other studios. Uh, Co-founder Anton Gonzalez was a senior environmental artist at Sucker Punch. And then co-founder uh, Vitaly Bolgorov is a senior cinematic artist at Blizzard on there. So the core team is just 15 people. So so, so making Mortal Shell, quote-unquote, felt like crossing an ocean on a paddleboard, the co-founder <laughs> said in the joint statement on there. So it's scheduled to launch in the quarter three, 2020, uh, between July 1st and September 30th on there. So... Definitely take a look because it's a very polished game on there. So it looks like they've been working on this thing for a while. But it is coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC later this year. So Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Good deal. And then last but not least, uh, PlayStation announced uh, some indie titles. And they used to do this on the regular. They used to have like a spring thing where they had focused games that they were kind of focusing on with release dates and whatnot. So we'll kind of cover uh, these games a little bit. And if you get a chance, just go ahead and check out the media on there on the PlayStation blog or go and look online as well on there. So uh, they announced uh, five games all together uh, coming for PlayStation. And they, these are coming out for other platforms as well. But uh, John Wick Hex is the main title uh, on that's uh, coming out on may 5th for ps4 this was a game that was previously released on pc last year it's a time-based tactical strategy game in the universe of john wick on there where you beat up people with ruthlessness and panache on there it's uh, been created by the team that did uh, thomas was alone by bithel games and a lot of people had a good regard for the pc version on there so so definitely take a look at that. And then also, too, they announced a game called Windbound on there. And if you haven't had a chance to take a look at this uh, trailer yet, uh, the game is a survival game. It basically it reminds me a lot of Wind Waker for whatever reason. You explore an island, you scavenge for resources, uh, use them to create boats to reach other islands and uncover a uh, mystery regarding a forgotten people on there. So, And by looking at the trailer, it almost looks like a more expansive Wind Waker. It looks like it has elements of... Um, yeah, also of Breath of the Wild, too, what it reminded me of, too, as far as the art sound that looks. So it's almost like someone mashed up Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild and put them together to come up with this uh, kind of concoction. But it looks nice on there. It's supposed to be out 
on August 28th for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, they also focused on a game called Going Under. Going Under is a colorful roguelike. Uh, you basically uh, go in and you fight in the ruins of failed uh, I, you know, intellectual startups for dungeons on there. So you play as an intern whose job ends up being to fight the monsters in the basement so that the entrepreneurs can cash in on their schemes in a, uninterrupted on there. So looks very colorful. Um, definitely going to take a look at this. It's coming out in September for PS4, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh, next game that they announced was a game called Boundary. I actually played this at a trade show. I think it was at the last PlayStation experience because this is part of the um, China Hero booth that was at the PlayStation experience in uh, 2017. But this is a uh, first-person shooter in space on there. And I actually played this for, I think, five minutes on there. And it's finally good that they finally got a release on this. But... Uh, as you can imagine, um, take a look at the trailer because um, it's just very unique on there. It's imagining floating zero gravity in space in the spacesuit, and the kind of guns that they're using incorporate like, you know, like actual weapons, and then some, you know, obviously sci-fi type weapons if need be. So they kind of combination of both. But there's some single-player content along with, uh, of course, your usual PvP and whatnot, and just seeing how you uh, duck undercover and everything and, and use environments while floating in sub-zero space was very interesting to me. So, But uh, definitely take a look at all these games. Oh, yeah, and then they announced also uh, had a trailer for a game called Biped, which is a co-op adventure game on there. And what's kind of cool, it kind of uses the analog stick. So, like, you move one leg with the left and obviously the other leg with the right on there so it's already out on steam but it is coming out for playstation on april the 8th which is next week on there so any thoughts you guys i'm not sure if you got a chance to take a look at any of these titles but no but the one that the one that reminds me of um uh wind waker you know might be something that's kind of up my alley so I'm going to look for that one. That last game you mentioned, um, what was it called? Biped? Well, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> that seems like, I, I, that I seems watched like a the trailer lot, from it. It's, there's a lot of uh, co-op, co-op adventures, so mm. there's a lot of, uh, it looked cute. You know, it looked like, a, almost reminded me of Astrobot in a way, because there's this whole uh, cutesy robot adventures and stuff. And so I'll have to see what the reviews state or take a look at what's on Steam. But there's a lot of like co-op, like platforming type puzzles that uh, would definitely be up at someone's alley. It might be something you could play with Paul, maybe, you know? So mm, might be something that. Paul will like. Yeah, no, no. Take, a look that, at the, <laughs> take a look at that trailer, man. Take a look at the trailer. It looks nice. So. Okay. But uh, that's all the news I have this week, guys. Well, all right. Well, thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Um, next topic we have is we're going to have have a little discussion. Um, I know we're going we're we're going long, but uh, we got a little bit of a discussion considering the uh, what do they call it shelter in place uh, uh, requirements that uh, most of us are in. You know, it's a, a time where a lot of us can catch up in, in our gaming as well as uh, as well as other things that need to be get, to get done around the house. 
But a question has come up uh, amongst us is, since the shelter is in place, have you, have you been playing more video games? If you have, have you started to feel any gaming fatigue? And uh, Des, this was your idea. So uh, why, don't you, um, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and flesh that out? And uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and discuss that and hit up some of the feedback that we got about this question. Okay, so basically I asked this question because I don't know about y'all, but I have had a, I've been on, uh, I started um, uh, working from home about a week and a half ago. Sorry, two, almost three weeks ago, you know, right at the beginning of um, of, of March. And uh, because I worked for the health department, we were one of the first responders here in San Francisco to start doing that. And you know, so I've had a, a bit more free time on my hands, you know, working and then just being at home and I've been able to play a lot more games, you know, especially with my friends. And, and so it's been fun. But at the same time, uh, I was wondering, has anybody started to feel any kind of, you know, gaming fatigue is 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 what I would is, is what I would, you know, mention it as, you know, has anyone started feeling any any just like, you know, looking at their games and just being like, you know, oh, I don't want to play that or I don't want to play this or, or, or things have just become a little bit too rote. Um, and and so I kind of, you know, was just thinking about that as a as as a question to see how people were 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 thinking about that or 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 if anyone was thinking about that you know and it was funny because i i went to kev and i and kev was like what's that because <laughs> he's like i never had that so, so i guess you know kevin can play games like you know non-stop 24 7 and you know and that'll be just like you know heaven um but i was just kind of thinking you know what what if anyone uh had um you know, if, if, if they've if this time has been fantastic, they can't and, and they're just been loving it because they're able to to really reconnect uh, with games that they haven't been able to play in a long time. Or has or has it honestly been this kind of like, you know, you know, I just don't want to play any games anymore or, or I need a break. Because for me personally, I kind of needed a break uh, from games because I had been playing them for um for a while, you know, and I was just kind of like, I need to, I need to take a break. Cause you know, so I took, um, I didn't play video games for like two days and I was just like, you know, and it, it just kind of like reset everything. And now I'm really kind of, kind of into it and wanting to play games again. So, so that's really kind of where it came from, you know, because we're all gamers and, and, and you, I'm assuming y'all out there listening to us are gamers. So I was just wondering how, how all of you, um, out there where we're where, where we're fielding this you know if you were feeling this if you were not you know if you if if you're able to really enjoy this because you're able to to, to dig into a, um, a backlog of games you know unlike Joe you know who just basically like does one game over and over again <laughs> sorry just picking on Joe a little bit but um but I'll, I'll I'll bring it up to you guys first and then we we can talk about uh, some feedback we got back from our community. So, uh, Joe, I'll put that out to you first. You know, have you had any gaming fatigue? Uh, have you have you felt like you, you know, you didn't really want to play a game or anything like that? Or, or has this been the exact opposite? You were just charged to, to, to just kind of dig into the, the meat of your back catalog because it's a very meaty back catalog you have. So, uh, 
my life basically is just the point that uh, right now it seems like uh, I've been more into gaming now that I've gone back to work remotely. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, when I was here before, it's like it seems like I was just digesting too much Internet. And uh, uh, there are certain times a day I would go and play games if need be. So it's just uh, I always try to ma- try to maintain a balance in my life a little bit. And there's been times where, you know, I just wasn't, haven't been in the mood to play, you know, it's like, you know, obviously, you know, during kind of bad, bad spots in my life, like during my divorce, I wasn't playing that many games on there. I was trying to take care of business and, you know, I wasn't even in the mood to play that much. You know, I was playing stuff like, you know, stuff to get my mind off of things per se. Didn't want to play anything too stressful or anything like that. So I've gotten through periods where, you know, just like anything, it's too much of any one thing could, you know, obviously throw something out of whack. And so we just got to make time for gaming and uh, be able to allot the time that you want to play games. But, uh, you know, um, I'm not, yeah, there's been points where, especially playing like Monster Hunter Destiny, in the past fantasy star online where i would just do all day sessions and after a while i know i need to get up and get walking get out and go do something you know because you know gaming's part of my life it is not my life even though i'm very much into gaming on there it's always striving for that type of balance too so yeah um for me, it's it's well, it's like I like I mentioned before. The, my my fatigue is coming from a particular title, uh, that being Monster Hunter, and it's weird because uh, my wife is actually working from home. I'm actually on uh, 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 administrative leave, uh, so the hours that you know that time that we would. I would normally think, you know, we could all hang out. Uh, me and my wife could all hang out and, and just kind of uh, enjoy each other's company. She's in the office working. And so I'm, I'm left with, I'm left with my game. So I developed a, um, a, a fatigue from a particular title, but as far as a fatigue from gaming in general, I, I can't say I've I've uh, not just now, but I, at any point in my life, I've ever I've ever experienced that. Um, I can th- I I think I think part gaming has been a part has been a, a a part of me just like maintaining an even keel in stressful situations. Uh, I know this is going back to like you know 1989, but when my dad passed away. Um, a big part of me just, just you know, holding everything together in the midst of the, of his unexpected passing was was games where I could just kind of detach for a little bit for an hour here and an hour there, um, and um, just kind of maintain maintain an even an even keel. So uh, that's kind of that's the only type of fatigue that I've ever experienced. It's just been for a particular title but um but yeah i i you know like with this with what's going on here you know i had hoped to have been uh uh 
been been in a position to, hey, I've, I've broken down my backlog and I made this progress here and that and this and whatnot. But, you know, the fatigue has come from one particular game. So uh, that's where that's where my experience has been with this. So, so you know, that. <laughs> but again, I can never see me. I can never see me ever having like gaming fatigue in general because I'm not a normal person. You know, I I've I've I fully embrace and understand that. You know, so I get it. You know, most people, most most regular people, normal people have you know ebbs and flows in their in in their emotions and in their their likes and and even their passions i don't i i've i've never been wired that way whatever what the stuff i dug as a kid is stuff i still dig now as an almost 50 year old man so uh, my 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 normality meter is way off the chart when it comes when it comes to that so i get it you know i and i and i i understand that that 99.9% of people need a balance of different things. Um, I don't. <laughs> I'm the same way. Uh, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. I, it's a, a big deal for me to actually sit down and watch something. It's like I'm either yeah. on the internet reading about baseball or games. It's like, you know, you know, or playing games or, you know, just doing whatever, you know, in my life, you know, hanging out with my animals, you know. So it's just like uh, that's just the way it goes for me. I mean, games is always going to be part of the DNA for me. It's just uh, like you did. Sometimes I do take steps back. Sometimes I won't play as much or there will be days where I actually don't play at all, you know. So it just depends on what I'm doing that day and what I'm focused on, you know, so. But I've never gone through a, like a like a long stretch. Besides, you know, this recent divorce I went through, which is pretty bad. But you know, it was a point that I still made time to game even during that period. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, again, I just it was it was just something that kind of popped up in my head. You know, because it was something that happens to me. Because like when I play games, I go like I play games like I go hard and I play games a lot. And so you know, sometimes I just need to kind of be like you know who. And I just have to sit back for a minute and be like, okay, you know, whew, and then, um, so yeah. And we did get a response uh, via Twitter. I don't know if you want to read that, Des. No, you can read it. It's fine. <laughs> I'll think I didn't have it up, but oh, <laughs> no, I, I've got it. I've oh got yeah, it. okay. I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, this is this is from WT Famicom. Also, a very funny podcast. So if you haven't checked out, definitely want to hit them up. Uh, and they responded, um, I feel like I'm playing less, but I want to play more. Just discovered Sonic Forces and I'm addicted now. <laughs> so, you know, the, um, I, I, I guess, well, uh, it, uh, again, it probably all depends of if you're actually working from home, your hours to game are probably the same. You're just working from a different location. You know, for me, it was like, I'm not working at all. <laughs> yeah. My job, they, 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 my job is such that is that you can't really take, you can't, you can't take legal documents home with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put it that way. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, I, I have legal documents home, but they have uh, a yellow like uh, warnings that this this document needs to be secured. It has yeah. sensitive information on it. like that little <laughs> orange piece of paper is going to protect the good thing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my dog is like, nah, we ain't even know. You ain't taking nothing. So. <laughs> Yeah, I find too working from home. If you get, I know you're not going to get a chance to, Kev, but uh, that um, my commute is gone now. It's like I don't have to drive like 40 minutes a day back and forth uh, to to and from work, and so that plus you know having to get ready for work. You know, mm-hmm. literally, I rolled out of bed and went went straight to my desk and started working within 10 minutes after waking up like on Friday so it's like I'm getting used to the freedoms of uh, you know being working from home so mm-hmm. so I definitely will find some more time to game on there it's just finding that balance you know striving for that so cool. absolutely absolutely well that was all I just thought it was really kind of cool you know to have a conversation about that um, to see how people are doing it. And again, um, if you out there, listeners, um, want to want to add something or, or send us anything about that, please feel free to let, let us know, you know, um, because, you know, we can also uh, have this conversation on our next show as well. So yeah. um, if you if you ha- want to comment on anything that we said here or anywhere else, please feel free to send us um, uh, an email or text at us, uh, sorry, tweet us, you know, whatever you'd like. Just, just, yeah, we'd love to hear from our, uh, from folks. Absolutely. So thank you for that, uh, so that suggestion, Des. That was a good discussion. Uh, next topic is our game nights, which take place on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, typically been taking place on the PlayStation Network, but we have all the platforms, so they can take place anywhere. It just depends on where our listeners would like to play. Uh, typical games in our in our game night rotation are Division Two, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Monster Hunter, and of course Monster Hunter World Iceborne. But there's also some free to game free to play games on Xbox One right now, like Fan- the Fantasy Star Online Two Open Beta, which I still haven't jumped in to to check out. I need to I need to get around to doing that. Um, social media, you can contact our show at gamingvessels at, uh, yeah, our email, gamingvessels at gmail.com. Sorry, my brain farted out for a second. Uh, that's where you're going to want to send your feedback if you'd like to be uh, part of the show, and, and we can do an interview of you and learn about your gaming passions and, and likes. Uh, we'd love to have you be a part of be a part of the show and get your opinions out there to our listeners. You want to send uh, that email or your feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Social media, we are, we do, we are on Twitter at gamingvessels. Individually, I'm on Twitter at shonuff71, that is S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. 
PlayStation Network. I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, it is Shonuff071, same spelling with 071. And on Steam, I am uh, I am at Shonuff71. Des, where, the, where can the folks get a hold of you at? Alrighty, you definitely can find me at uh, Twitter, the Nemo 6 T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. And you may find me on uh, PSN Network uh, as... Uh, uh, Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. As always, please, if you contact us on um, on PSN or any 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 other you know uh, gaming uh, gaming network to be our friends, uh, please just give us a little shout out about where you found us or how you heard us or or how or or, or like who you are, um, because uh, there's a rampant you know uh, of of like fake. Um, profiles out there trying to be folks friends and we don't want them as friends so please you know just give us a little you know heads up of, of how you found us just mention gaming vessels you know definitely you know we can you know be your friend we can get some uh get some more people in these game nights because we would love to have you all righty joe where can people find you at on twitter i am joe fongul j-o-e-f-o-n-g-u-l on psn uh and on steam and also on Nintendo Network, I am Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. On Xbox Live, I am Kamunagara6965 on their same spelling, obviously. So if you need to rewind this show to get the spelling on there. so but uh, And also on Uplay, Ubisoft's service, I am Kamunagara6965 as well. So, All right, cool, cool. Well, folks, that brings season six, episode eleven, to a close. We thank you for listening in and enjoying our and enjoying the show. Uh, for Des the Bay Area Terror and for Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shona seventy one, signing off and saying we'll be back next week. Peace.